Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Sometimes when we think our churches are filled with people, we're really successful. Wrong. We're successful if we're filled with growing, maturing Christ followers. That's a huge difference. It's never about the number of people in a building. It's about the people in the building who are growing and maturing in their walk with God. First stage, convert. Second stage, disciple of Christ. In America, it's all about the numbers, right? Which team has the most Super Bowl rings? Which baseball player has the most home runs? That's all that matters. Unfortunately, this mindset can seep into the church. The idea of equating numbers of people in the seats with spiritual growth and power is tempting, but biblically incorrect. Pastor Mark will be teaching about spiritual growth and success. You'll learn that the Bible's idea of success is 180 degrees from how the world system views success. You'll find out how to achieve success from God's point of view. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Mark chapter 4 as he begins his message. Are you listening? Today, we're going to look at what Jesus says about people who make professions of faith. How many? He's going to give us four types of people. And we're going to learn at the end of that how many really are saved. How many really had a conversion? How many really are going to go to heaven? So it's for you and I to kind of look at that. It's also for you and I to take a kind of a review of our own life and see how we're doing. Once people make a profession of faith, do you and I have any responsibility to them? Well, four of you in Melbourne, maybe three in Vieira. I'm very serious. Do Christians who are already serving God and mature have any responsibility to new Christians? Well, say, sure, Pastor Mark, you do, and the first impression guys and the 101 guys, yeah, Absolutely. Oh, no, 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 no. You do. Every single one of you do. See, I'm responsible, so are you. And you need to understand, Jesus teaches this very lesson for a reason. He just doesn't give us a nice little parable. He gives it for a reason because the early church needed to hear it. The disciples needed to hear it. When we come to the end of the first century, the early church didn't follow through with it very well. And here we are 2,000 years later, and we need to sharpen up. So it's a great teaching for our church. And before the Harvest Crusade, I felt God speak to me 
just right to my heart to give you a review of why we're here and what we're doing. See, sometimes when we think our churches are filled with people, we're really successful. Wrong. We're successful if we're filled with growing, maturing Christ followers. That's a huge difference. It's never about the number of people in a building. It's about the people in the building who are growing and maturing in their walk with God. First stage, convert. Second stage, disciple of Christ. Hugely different. So we begin, Mark chapter 4, verse 1. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. I just came from that lake, Sea of Galilee. And the crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. Now picture that in your mind. There's hundreds of people that have come to the seashore to hear Jesus teach. They're ready. They're listening. Why the crowd of people? So crowded that Jesus couldn't teach on the shoreline. He had to get in a boat and go out and teach in a boat. Now remember, he's not in the synagogue. He's not in the church. He's out in the marketplace of life. And as he's there, the people are there crowded in because of this. They wanted to know how to do life right. They wanted to know how to find purpose and meaning for their lives. Verse 2, and he taught them many things by parables. What is a parable? Parable is a simple story, often a visual story, illustrating a spiritual principle, which may not be apparent to all the hearers. Sometimes Jesus just gave parables that would speak to those who were really believers. Other times, he would give a simple story like you're going to see here. He would use everyday common things that the person sitting there could relate to. But it wasn't about the physical kind of things they could relate to. You'll see it very clearly. It was about a spiritual principle he was going to tell them. Now, look at the end of verse 2. And in his teaching said, verse 3, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Now, some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they were withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop multiplying 30, 60, or even a 100 times. Circle verse 9, if you will, in your Bible. This is the key to the parable. Look what verse 9 says. Then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, is there anybody in any of our congregations that has an ear? Would you raise your hand if you have an ear? Would you raise your hand if you have two ears? That's good. 
So is this parable for you? Yes, it is. But what kind of ear is he talking about? Physical? No. He's talking about a spiritual ear. He's saying, listen to the parable I'm going to give you, but not just about the seed hitting the soil. Watch the spiritual application. If you have an ear, listen. Now, as Jesus, watch me, I'm in the boat, and I'm looking out all of you who are on the Sea of Galilee. There you are sitting there. As Jesus looks out, he knows there's four kinds of people in that group. I'm sure in our campuses, there's four different types of people. They would hear his teaching. You're going to hear my teaching in four different ways. It's pretty standard. It's pretty true in any church service, in any teaching. Now, verse 9, as I said, is the key to this parable. Everyone listening had ears, but Jesus was saying, now listen and understand spiritually what I'm going to say. And then skip down to verse 13, and you'll see something interesting. And Jesus said to them, because the disciples were asking, why is this such a big deal and whatever, Jesus says to his disciples, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable that I give you? So Jesus was saying to the disciples, look, this is a very simple parable. You better get the spiritual application of it, because everything else I talk about really is a basis for this. Now, why was that an important, specific parable? If they don't get this, they don't get any. Because the parables, Jesus' teaching, bottom line was about this, heaven or hell? Eternal life or eternal separation from God forever? So what Jesus is saying to them, what I'm teaching in this parable is about a person's eternal destiny. Get it. Understand it. Understand this is going to be an issue of the heart of the people who I'm teaching, including disciples, your heart. Now, first thing you want to write is this. Number one, it is important that we listen with receptive hearts. Now, to be honest, you could teach this whole parable that Jesus is giving and apply it to you and me as a born-again Christian because we sometimes hear these four different ways. But I'm not doing that. that. That is a true application that can be specifically run down to a person that's already a Christian. I hear these four ways. I'm going to talk about four different kinds of people and how they are receptive to the teaching of the Word of God. Now, again, I'm teaching, but really these are Jesus' words. So it's important. Now, why is this parable simple? Well, because there's a sower, there's the seed, and there's the soil. So three little things make it very simple. The sower, the seed, and the soil. We'll go through it. Same seed, different soil, same time of sowing, but different results. So the sower. The sower in our parable is called the farmer or the sower, and it's Jesus in this parable. He's teaching. He's throwing out this seed. Now, Anyone who shares God's truth is a sower. Today, the sower is me. When you go back to work and you're sharing, and if you get a chance to testify or open up or share principal things, the sower is you. So it's all of us. 
The sower is not just the teacher or the elders or pastors in the church. It's you. You've been called to make disciples. So the sower is the person sharing the seed. Now, what is the seed? This is not a hard one. The seed is what? This. Look at me. This is a seed. It's the word of what? It's the word of God. It's the Bible. The seed. It's God's truth. Truth for salvation. Truth for every single day of living. Now, this word, like a seed, is alive. If you plant a seed and is dead, what happens? Hello? Nothing. If you plant a seed that's alive, what happens? It it grows. Now, when the seed, the word is planted in an obedient heart, exactly the same thing. Exactly the result is spiritual growth and fruit. Now, we told you before, and we'll go through it, five kinds of fruit in a Christian's life. So what is the goal of the teaching that Jesus is doing? When he gets through this, what is his goal, and what is the goal for you and I when we hear the word of God? Here it is. The goal is receptive hearts that result in fruitful lives. So I'm to listen to the Word of God, or read the Word of God, or study the Word of God. It's for a purpose. It's not just to hear the Word, but to hear it, and then apply it, and do it. Now, you're going to see in this parable that Jesus gives, all four types of people hear the Word. You're here, and you're hearing the Word. So it isn't a matter of Hearing or not hearing, everyone hears, it's what they do with it. So what are the soils? Well, Jesus kind of goes to the second part of this and explains the parable. Sometimes we don't have an explanation for a parable, and we kind of wonder how it fits. Jesus just says, here's, how, here's the parable, here's how it works, take a look at it. So the wide range of listeners is represented by four types of soil. As I already said, they all hear the Word of God. They represent four different conditions of our heart. Our heart is the wellspring of life. In your heart, not your physical heart, your spiritual heart, out of the decisions of life are made. All life comes from our heart. We make those decisions. It's the center of where decisions are made. So true conversion results in fruit in a life, And that simply means that person has heard the Word of God and done something with it. They've applied it. They become fruitful because they hear and then do something with it. I'll give you the parable that Jesus gives us in the Sermon on the Mount toward the end. So look at verse 14, and Jesus is going to simply explain the Word to us, to you, to me. Verse 14. The farmer sows the word. Now, look at me because this is important. There's nothing wrong with the word, and there's nothing wrong with the sower. If you and I sow the word, the word is, well, it's perfect. It's going to last outside of our time here. In fact, it's eternal. There's only two things that are eternal, people and the word of God. It's perfect. It's flawless. So there's nothing wrong with the seed. And if I share this seed, there's nothing wrong with the sower. We're talking about a person that's a Christian, knows God's word, shares the principles of the word. So there's nothing problem. The issue is all going to be about the soil, the person's heart that hears it, and what they do with it. Now, 
First kind of soil, first kind of heart is this. Write it down. A hard heart. Look at verse 15. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they notice, as soon as they hear it, circle the next word in this verse, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Now, in biblical times, it would be very different the way they planted seeds. Today, we have tractors and computers and all this kind of stuff goes into the field. Very different in those days. A sower would carry a bag of seed on his or her shoulder, and they would just cast the seed to the, to the soil. Now, in those days, there were lots of narrow paths, so they would be doing that, and they'd be casting it out, and it all wouldn't land on this perfectly narrow strip, but some of it would land on the dirt path next to it, or the area that was a little hard there. Whenever you fertilize your yard, if any of you do that anymore, you, know, you take that little guy and you go, and what happens? It goes where? Everywhere. The last time you fertilized your yard, did it any go on the driveway and the sidewalk? Let me see your hand. Yes, it did. So how much grew from there? Nothing. So really, what did you have to do? You had to sweep it off and try to get it to where there was something. So the fertilizer is like the seed. And in those days, it would simply hit some hard areas. And you can expect when it hits that hard area, nothing's really going to happen. So the birds symbolize Satan. The birds come. Satan comes. It hits the soil. And it just lays there. It does nothing. So the bird comes and snatches that seed. And, uh, and so it has no chance of penetrating the ground anyway. He just comes and snatches the seed. Now think about this. The Bible already tells us that Satan has come to steal, to kill, and destroy. So it shouldn't surprise you. Satan hates the seed. He hates the Word of God because it's alive. So what is one of our problems in our churches around the world? The Word of God is not taught. It's just a story time. It's a few verses thrown in. But Satan hates the seed that Jesus was throwing. He was speaking the truth. He was telling the truth. Not only does Satan steal... But we know that Scripture says that Satan can blind the minds of unbelievers so they cannot understand the truth. Now, what's the spiritual application of this? The soil represents a hard heart that doesn't permit the Word to penetrate the surface of that person's heart. When that person who is not receptive at all to the things of God, that's because they're in control. They feel they have all the answers. They're unteachable. You say, well, Pastor Mark, who are those kind of people? You work with them every day. Jesus knew in that crowd, and you know who the ones that were really hard-hearted in that crowd? The religious people. They weren't after truth. They wanted ritual. They wanted rules. They wanted regulation. So, You could be this individual. Now, that sounds strange, doesn't it? But I believe this is true in all of our our church, in all churches. 
There are people that sit in our services and they hear hundreds of sermons, but it never penetrates their heart. It doesn't change their living. It doesn't change their lifestyle. They come, they enjoy it, but it really has no application because they know better than God. You say, Pastor, there's not people like that here. I'm afraid so. I remember, I think I've told you a long time ago, I remember in my dad's church, there was a man who had come for like 30 years, basically every single Sunday. One day, he walked up front and got saved when my dad did an altar call. I was young enough to understand my dad talking about that. He said, it's just amazing. He sat there for all those years, heard all those sermons. Finally, his heart was receptive to the Word of God. It isn't Satan that's in control. You're in control of how you hear the Word of God. Satan can never overrule a person that wants to hear the Word of God and have a receptive heart. Never. So you're going to learn as we go through this, the individual is in control of how they hear the Word of God. See, this person really has no intention, no intention of obeying and changing. They're just here, just hearing the Word of God, but there's really no intention at all of obeying or changing. So when the Word is heard, it makes no impression on them. Satan just comes, steals the Word as if they never heard it at all. They remain unrepentant. They never really believe. They could be sitting in our church tonight. They're not converted, and they're not a Christian. They're fooling themselves by sitting here and thinking, sitting in a church makes them right with God. You say, well, I can see that happening in many churches, but not in our churches. Yes. So I'm speaking to some people in our churches. Now, why is that important? Well, because it's your eternal destiny. See, hearing the Word of God and doing nothing with it brings no change in a person's life. That's hard teaching, isn't it? It's hard. Why is Jesus teaching this? Because he loved people. Do you understand? He wanted everyone to hear and change. He isn't doing it to condemn anybody. He wanted people to go, whoa, whoa, you do not have the answers to life. Listen to me. I'm teaching you. It's about you. Second, a superficial or shallow heart. Look at verse 16. Others, remember, Jesus is teaching this. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word again and at once receive it with joy. Whew, finally got through the first one, right? I feel better already. The church isn't the building. It's the people who still worship Jesus and praise his name despite whatever obstacles stand in their way. Today, we want to invite you as the extended Church of Jesus to join us virtually for our weekend worship services. Pastor Mark and Calvary Chapel Melbourne are continuing to meet online during this time, and you can be a part of our services. Visit calvaryccm.com live to watch on our website or find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku. Just search for Calvary Chapel Melbourne. Our services will take place at 6 p.m. on Saturdays and again on Sunday morning at 
8.30 and 10.45. For more information or to find links to our stream, visit calvaryccm.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor Mark's teachings from this series and feel free to share them with your friends and family. We also have devotions available under the Connect tab and you can visit our social media pages as well. All this can be found at our website. Again, that's calvaryccm.com. As we wrap up our time with you today, we'd like to ask that you continue to pray for our country and for those around the world who are suffering during this pandemic. Please lift them up to the Lord and pray that His name would be magnified in every corner of the earth. Please pray for our leaders as well and for your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you feel led to support Lessons for Living financially during this time, we would be grateful. You can donate online at calvaryccm.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.